today's guest on the podcast. This person is always at my house. She's always over uh, at my house. Uh, and it's my wife, Amanda Altermat. Amanda, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Jack. I sound kind of like a creeper whenever you put it like that. <laughs> she never leaves. Well, two she's po- always there, like lurking. A, a few podcasts ago, I stuck, some movie Jeez. was released on August twenty seventh, which is your birthday. I don't know if you knew that or yeah, not. Yeah, that, that is my and, birthday. Uh, but it was August twenty seventh, two thousand four, and then I said, "Well, that, oh, August twenty seventh is my wife's birthday." And then I had to clarify that not two thousand four. You, you weren't born in two thousand four. No, that would be so bad. Oh, and wrong not and, good. No, yeah. folks, she's no. totally of age. Do I need to? No, no do don't I, say your do age. I need That'd to be, say it. No, you don't need to say out it out loud. No, we're good. We're good. I mean, when I can. No, the you know, millions of people that listen to this. Oh, there you go. Okay, well, she said it. All right, so um, it's Amanda, my, I'm Jesus age. You are Jesus age. I am um, Jesus age. Amanda, we watched a movie. We called did. Catwoman. And um, normally I would say, I think it was kind of a dual choice on our part, because I actually, I threw some ideas out your way of movies. I said, The <laughs> Notebook. I said, I said no to I said, that. is there a version of Pride and Prejudice we could do? That was an absolutely and no. I'm just looking for a bad version of it. Um, I mean, I would have done Jane Eyre. We we watched. We've sat through these movies and watched them. I I thoroughly love them. They're my I favorites. Know you do. They're your favorites. <laughs> <laughs> and so, but but in the same vein, if there was a bad version of those, we could have done one of those. And you kept shooting me down. And finally, I was like, look, I just don't want to do that because there's there's like literary history behind those movies. And I, well, there's literary history behind Catwoman. Well, yeah, comic book for a year. Right, well, but this movie has nothing to do with anything mm-mm. comic book related to. Catwoman. It's really weird. It's a really it's weird movie. It's kind of like alternate reality, but not really it's alternate Hall- reality. Halle Catwoman. Berry, Halle Berry, fun show is all no. it is. Um, so, uh, so basically, you chose I ca- this movie. I, ca- I chose this movie because on Friends, Rotten Tomatoes, it's Jack chose this it's movie. It's a nine percent on Rotten Tomatoes on hundred like eighty reviews for good reason. So that's pretty good showing that it's horrible, um, and so that is it was this, this is the horrible movie podcast. So we're going to do that movie. So um, I will say that yeah. I looked online at like several like just researching like horrible movies or whatever, and on every list that I looked at, it was always mentioned. It's Catwoman. It is Catwoman, but not we'll, the Catwoman that but, you know. But, and we'll get in, we'll get into that. Not the Catwoman. Little that little you background know. info directed by a guy. Who has a he has a full name because I wanted to make sure that he hadn't changed his name to just this. But the guy that directed this is a guy named Pitoff. P I T O F. Are you sure you're saying Pitoff. that right? It's probably Pitoff. But it but it's like Pitoff. He's got a full name. It's full but he goes by I mean he is credited in the movie as Pitoff. Um he's done really not much of anything in America, foreign stuff, as you can see in this movie. He's not understanding what people would actually want to see in a American style superhero movie. He has no concept. I was looking for Selena Kyle. Yeah, well, yeah, we're, yeah, yeah. We're I didn't. The, I didn't get that. Right on. No, you don't get that. Which is kind of weird. It's really weird. Okay, written by John Broncato and Michael Ferris. <laughs> Those two are a writing team. I don't know anything about their relationship other than that, but they're a writing team. They wrote Terminator Three and Terminator Salvation. So oh, they've got okay. you know action background. And actually, that would have been came after. Those two would have come after this movie, which 
Good for them that they were able to still do movies after this thing. Um, produced by Denise Dinovo, Dino, Dinovi. That was really bad. Denise Jack. Dinovi. Sorry. <laughs> well, I got messed up on the two Ds. Sorry, Denise. Denise, out there the if D, you're listening to and this. And then Novi. <laughs> and I got the, like, the does going on. So, a uh, release date was July 23rd, 2004, uh, which uh, that's. I graduated college in 2004, not to, you know, lay claim. You, you're just throwing, you're I was, throwing dates around all kinds of I am. You're not I am, the, and that's why I'm married. You're not the born, typical woman. Just, I'm not. I'm not. And I wasn't born in 2004. Like, apparently I was. No, well, no. You. This came out ago. before you were born, apparently. Yeah. A, few, a month before you were a born. A month before. Um, and oh, it actually came out a month before Super Babies, uh, uh, Baby Geniuses 2. Uh, different budgets though on these, and actually the CGI in this one's a lot better than the Super Babies. At any, at any rate, budget of a hundred million dollars, because for a superhero movie, you're gonna at least need a hundred million dollars. Box office, eighty million dollars. So it went in the hole. Ooh. Yeah, it went in the hole badly. Uh, starring Halle Berry, Benjamin Bratt is this guy's name, and he's in several movies. You've seen him before. Yes. Um, Sharon. Miss Congeniality. He was in Miss Congeniality. Was he? Was he? Yes. Sharon Stone. Which later on in the movie is basically is her villain name. Yes. In the th- same thing too, because you'll see what power she gets. And Lambert Wilson, who you folks at home, if you've ever watched the Matrix trilogy, you will know as the Frenchman, the Merovingian in the Matrix movies. I didn't even realize that That's when him. we were watching it. Yeah. That is him. That is him. It was like those faces that you feel like, I've oh, that this, person is I've familiar. I've seen this person before, but I had no idea who. He I was. like, and I love him in the Matrix. Like he's he made he he and his wife uh, make the second Matrix movie uh, because it's totally different. It's great. All right, this is the point of the podcast, Amanda, where my guest does a four to eight sentence synopsis. Oh I have a feeling, I have a feeling that you're going to knock this out of the park very quickly because. There's not a whole lot this going on. This is a lot of pressure, movie. Jack. And oh yeah. All right, you meet this um, lady who is not Selena Kyle. Her name Patience. is Patience Phillips, and she works for this um, beauty company, which I yeah, you know we'll, we'll talk about the name in a second. Right. So anyway, she works for this beauty company. She's a really meek and mild character. Um, she some circumstances happen where she's late on this project. She tries to turn it in, and um, she is like wrong place, wrong time. These people end up chasing her. She dies, um, but gets cat life force. Yes. <laughs> I guess that's how we're gonna call that, right? Yeah, it's really weird. Gets cat life it's not force, real specific and either. then um, takes on the abilities of a cat, none other, and becomes Catwoman, and avenges the people who basically have killed her. Yeah, but she's really alive, and it's really confusing. And later in the movie, she looks and she holds the cat up, looks directly in the cat's face, and goes, "Listen, Shadow, this Midnight. isn't just about us anymore." <laughs> she goes and saves the day right. for the evil uh, facial cream company that that uh, had her killed. Yes. Yeah. Phil's eyes are huge I right really- now. I wish, I wish we... Someday we'll have a YouTube channel and we'll see Phil's eyes. <laughs> Holy crap. Bing. It's that bad. Okay. <laughs> cat montage begins the movie. It's this ancient cats and uh, the sphinx is there. It's the history of it's cats. It's the history of cats. It is feline history. And down through history we have cats and we have this information and it's luckily there's no cat meows and it's got basic kind of cat pictures everywhere. Okay, <laughs> a picture is everywhere to start the thing and it's just so corny. Feline. From the get-go. Egyptian. Yes. Hieroglyphics. Oh gosh. And, and it goes like that. And we're just laughing. Like at this point we're just 
the intro is awesome. You're just laughing at it. And it does like the Twilight thing, like in the Twilight movie, which I hate to go back to that, but it's like it's a, it has bolded words, <laughs> witches, cats, <laughs> um, devil, Y'all, evil, yeah. cat. Yeah. So and then the, more words with cat. So they, <laughs> they're really driving home that there's a cat involved here. Uh, it's and about they, kitties, friends. Yes, it is about cats. So <laughs> the narration, Hall, Halle Berry starts talking, I, I was a normal person working in an ad agency, or working on an advertisement for a facial cream company, you know, until like they, every, every good American. Until they ended my life. Until they ended my life. But then I found out the day, and here's the quote, the day I died is the day I started to live. And so now we meet, we the fade, fade out of the cat pictures to Patience Phillips. And she's a mild-mannered ad artist for Sharon Stone and the Frenchman from the Matrix. Uh, evil makeup and face cream conglomerate known as Hader, which is that, that guy's last name. And they have a beauty line, facial cream, called Buline. Buline. And then some of the employees of the company call it, keep calling it Buline, which is really funny. <laughs> and so, um, they didn't get the memo. So Buline introduces uh, the, the Merrill of Engine, the French guy, whatever, uh, the guy that owns the Hedair. He introduces the model that's going to take over the model line because Sharon Stone and him, he are married, but he introduces his, what you know, find out is his new lady friend. Uh, as the new as face. As the new face yeah. of, of Hedair. She's going to be the Beauline model. Sharon Stone, though, has been putting this this face cream on for years, years. just so you know. Years. Segway. All right. Or uh, so foreshadowing. She, well, like the whole time that he's doing the, like, here's the new face, Sharon Stone's face is like all around all the room, around, like yeah. 360 around the room. And she's just like looking at herself, like looking at her pictures longingly, like, what happened to me? But she looks the same. She looks, it's just she looks pictures exactly they took for the, the same. For the movie. Right. <laughs> And then you can see that she obviously in the beginning is like the woman scorned already. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She is the woman scorned. But there's, and a, lot of, there's a lot of money there. True. So she's going to stick around for that money. That's the part um, that she plays, though, in the beginning. So uh, Patience uh, works, at, the, works at, that, at that company. But you, we first see her at her apartment. She's at her apartment. And she, well, there's a little inter- interaction between her and her coworker friend who also has this beauty cream that she puts on. Uh, she's got this experimental beauty cream from someone at the company there. It's the Beauline. It's the Beauline or whatever stuff, and she says, "Oh, it's like I'm addicted to it." Foreshadow. I love this stuff. I love this stuff. I just can't get enough I can't of it. Keep, um, stop so she keeps it putting it on my face. It on my face. <laughs> um, so next we go to Patience's apartment. Now, m- mind you, Catwoman in the comic book, and I'm sure there have been some other names, but Patience she's not Phillips Catwoman yet, is though. not. But I'm sa- telling you this right now. Patience Phillips is not in the name of any Catwoman incarnation of any kind ever. 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 Uh, and so, Selena Kyle is Catwoman in the comic book. This is the Batman-related Catwoman. Again, I don't think you have a Catwoman movie without something related. They don't say they're in Gotham. No. They don't say... It's no. this I mean, whole it's a big city, thing. but it's like... It's like an alternate reality of an alternate reality because there is no Batman reference. It'd be like Earth 5. It's weird. A really boring Earth I was five. really let down that it had no, even though it is a horrible movie, I was a yeah. little let down that there was no so patient, comic book connection. So Patience Phillips is 
she, she's at her apartment, and of course there's a cat out on her ledge. Was this like mysterious cat that keeps popping yes, up in the ca- beginning? Keep popping and up Shadow. We find out the cat's no, name Shadow it, it's later. Midnight. It's midnight. Midnight. Jack. Same thing. Who cares? Um, so it's Patience go, it sees the cat, and the cat gets up above. No, come down here, kitty. Come down here. What does she do? Because she gets on the she ledge. values cat lives. She gets out on the ledge, walks out. She steps on someone's window unit air conditioner, which is rickety, and she's about ready to fall. Who walks down below? Her boyfriend, uh, what's the guy's? But not at the time. Benjamin Bratt. Future boyfriend. Tom Benjamin Bratt. Tom something. Tom. His character's name is Tom. It, he's Tom. Tom says, I'm a cop. Of and he holds up cop. his badge. Holds up his badge. Bam. I'm coming up. What apartment are you in? She's like, oh, I'm in apartment blah, blah, blah. I'm trying to get this cat off this ledge. And so he runs in. She starts to fall and he grabs her. And it's love at first sight. Well, he first thinks that she's crazy. Yeah. He, th- we, he, th- he thinks she's trying to commit suicide because she's on the ledge. Because he looks yeah. outside and he doesn't see the cat because the cat is like, you know, a mystery cat. And he like, you know, vanishes into thin air or whatever. So, he does vanish into thin air. Well, allegedly. Well, yeah. And then, um, so actually the cat's getting them together. The cat knew. The cat had. Cat knew. Cat the cat's knew. been around since ancient Egypt. That's true. Um, so... He saves her. She's like, oh, thank you so much. Oh, no, I'm late for work. And she's all disheveled and has to run. And barefoot. And barefoot. She's she, barefoot. she doesn't wear shoes. She runs out of her and apartment she, barefoot. And she, uh, she runs to the, uh, <laughs> she runs to, the uh, to work, right? Then she doesn't get her project turned in on time, and the Frenchman yells at her for not getting done. Sharon Stone intervenes. Be nice to her, okay? She does a good job. She's, she's real talented. You know she's real talented. He's like, well, fine. I will let you have a little more time on your project, but don't use, use your last chance. You don't screw up again. I'm like Poppy from Seinfeld. That's, um, that was a hybrid It, it doesn't matter. Um, and so he, uh, she buys him some time. She tries to turn her project in. She goes to the, to the warehouse, factory, wherever she works, ends up in the factory part of the place she works, Overhears a conversation and an awesome slideshow on the wall about Buline and how Buline causes nasty scarring over time. And they show well, some. It shows this like the, the live like beautiful, model, beautiful picture, and then they show her over time, and it's just scarred up, black man- eyes, black mangled face. And I wish it zombified her. That'd be more fun. But well, she kind of did look a little bit zombified. Well, she did not, like, she have not. rotting flesh. Yeah, yeah, right. On and her so face. Um, she hears it, and of course, what she do? She drops something. Oh, the goons are alerted. They chase after her. She goes and runs and down into goes down this super fun, happy slush kind of slide that has wetness on it. But it's a it's a sewage. Turns out to be the the drainage treatment. Well, and then uh, they're on the phone. The goons are on their on their uh, their old uh, flip phones and go. She heard every word we said. What do you want to do? What do you want us to do with her? And it's Sharon Stone there and get uh, rid of her. She's hurt too much. Just get rid of her. And then, um, and then one of the bad guys is like, "Hey, what? What are we gonna do?" She's like, "He's like, just shut the, shut the, or uh, secure the door, or secure the perimeter, or lock down the door." He flips the switch; it shuts the. He uh, happens to be beside right, where the yeah, switch is, right by the switch. Turn the switch on, and it locks in the mechanism that uh, flushes out the whole system, and it just drain, and it drains, of course, into like. You know, Gotham Bay or whatever fictional cat town they Never live in. Never said. You know? Never said. And so then it fills up with water, and she's just in there, Ugh! and she dies. She's dead in the water. She's floating. And they sh- shoots her out into the bay. She washes up on a looks like a garbage like garbage island, I guess, because they trash island. And I figure, and I figure that out later. There's a reason. 
It's a garbage island, and the reason it's the land of Honolulu. What's it inhabited? <laughs> what's it inhabited by? <laughs> Puff. What's it inhabited by? A billion cats. Cats. They're everywhere. She gets washed up. This is the best. <laughs> and she well. is. She is dead because her eyes are just open. Her mouth's open. Right. And what this happens? Was, Amanda? This is fantastic. So she washes up. On the garbage island, the land of Honolulu. I don't know even why I thought about that. So she's on the island and she's like, eyes are open. She's clearly dead. And then midnight shows up. The cat that Jack referred to as Shadow, but it's really midnight. And then midnight (laughs) hops on top of Halle Berry's like dead chest corpse. And all of a sudden, all of these other cats like come out of nowhere. Like, did they come from the water? Did they fly? I don't know, because they all just kind of like pop up and then they're like closing in on her. And at this point, you're like, well, obviously something's about to happen and they're going to like these magical cats are going to revive her. But I didn't know if they were going to sing and dance to do it. I didn't. You just don't know how it's going to happen. So so, so (laughs) they're all in tune. Look at each other and go. They just start singing memories. And all hit the same pitch. Right. And she erases from the... No, that's not what happened. That's not at all. So Midnight hops on her chest and then like... Snout? Do you call it a snout on a cat? What is that? Like his little his little snout, I guess. A nose? (laughs) His nose. His little face starts getting closer. Closer. And closer closer. to her. And it looks like he's going to give her a little kitty kiss. But that doesn't happen. He opens his mouth really and wide, like breathes in like his like some sort of life force, and then it goes, it like goes into Halle Berry, and then she all of a sudden sits up. But you don't even see like a visual of something no, 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 going no. in. Well, in, you see her eyes dilate from like circle and to they turn into cat, cat shape, cat shape eyes. Now they go back to regular eyes. They do eventually. They do. But but it's a side effect, that, Jack. Yeah, in that second, she's. She has cat eyes. She does. What was really funny, this, the cat was a CGI cat. And then she cat gets it, up and she meows. Yeah, twice. And goes, <laughs> It's like a, it's like, I'm back to life world, but it's more of like a, And then she, um, lots, of, lots of meows. She Oh, and then she does the hop around. She discovers she has these new powers. Like a cat. And she can, she hears everything and there's cat birds. Cat-like reflexes. There's birds way up in the sky, but she can see them really close because she has cat eyes. And then she wakes up in her apartment the next morning with a new resolve on life. And new clothes. And new clothes because her old clothes were all ratty because she right. was working all night on her pictures for magazine for a line by her dare. <laughs> That's my company. That's my commercial for Hedare products. Uh, try our new spring line from Hedare. It's the cat's meow. It will only slightly scar your face. Some side effects include death and facial scarring. Meow, meow. You're going to put an echo effect on that, right, Phil? But when I say that, in post-production, right, Phil? Okay, so where was that cat product? She wakes up the next morning. She looks better. She, she was a wallflower when she died. She wa- awakens seemingly, I, Amanda, you're my wife, so I can say this, sexier, yeah. more full of life. Yep. Her cheeks aren't all ruddy and weird looking. Right. And now she's ready to ditch that library looking job that she was working. And No offense to librarians. Go listen. put on Sorry. some leather. Sorry. Not yet. Not ready for the leather yet. Because well. she realizes, oh, crud, I'm late for work because she's always late for work. And so she goes into work. 
But she's kind of <clears throat> sleeping at the job, drawing. She's like, you, you, it pay, okay, she runs out the door. She it, has kind of like these blackout moments. Yeah, at well, she's, times yeah, where she's, she, she's, she's like, developing these new powers. It's, she's going from old self to oh, it's new like self. Peter Parker a little bit. A that little first bit. Night. Yeah, a little bit. You know, I think maybe there's some there's some of that there where they realized that she had to have some sort of like superhero montage if you will but they didn't but get, they didn't do they, that. they didn't give her the powers in a way that i mean like what should have happened is there should have been a cat in the factory and then the cat the cat jumps on her as she's going into the pool and it should have been and she grabs hold hat. of the cat and the cat and her merge into one it would be the better way anyway. right so so anyway the her bosses are yelling at her and she's just doodling and the Marilyn Benjamin's yelling at her and he's like in front of everyone you like, are you are the worst artist I've ever seen you can't do anything you got to know a brain in your head why don't you 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 listen to me when I'm talking to you and he's and she's over there drawing something good job luigi she turns and like <laughs> french italian doesn't matter and so she turns and looks at him and hands him this piece of paper that she's been drawing on it and i guess it's a fa- it's him it's a picture of he's it, like like devil eyes. Yeah, he's all picture. mean looking. Yeah. And he's like, word? oh, suckery blue. Why, why are you drawing your picture? Why are you drawing the picture of me? I look horrible. And she's like, she like snaps into. She, and then she turns into cocky like, uh, cat woman. Yeah. Yeah. The, she, Janet Jackson's black cat kicks in in the background. And uh, she stands up and goes, well, let me tell you something. You're the worst boss ever. And I hate you. And I hate baguettes. <laughs> and so he's like, Sucker in blue, are you packing your cubicle? Are you a fan? And she's like, Fine, I'm a cat, it don't matter. And then and then he walks away and she then, she, say then that. she comes to the realization that she can't afford any uh any meow mix or kibbles and or bits catnip. or whatever cat catnip. Catnip. No more catnip. We see some of that we don't see catnip. Oh, it's so people good. use cat Anyway. Not, uh, anyway. I'm done. Alright, anyway. so so anyway, so she's a little remorseful, and then she's like, whatever. But then, of course, she quit, and then everybody... Slow clap. Slow, slow claps clap. her. The victory like Jerry Maguire, and she just quit. It's awesome. And so, but then it's like, we were like, but now you don't have a job. <laughs> like, what are you going to do? Oh, you know what she's going to do, Phil? Be Catwoman. Yeah. Full she time. looks in her closet, and there's some note on it that says, uh, it's like a- when you're feeling... Feeling uh, blue or whatever. Once you put this on and blah blah blah, and it's not from a guy. I'm sure it's like some no, guy. It's gift from her friend. From her friend. It's, it's from her friend that the, uh, puts that's the, addicted to facial cream. Which currently, at this point in time, um, oh, I forgot about that. They're walking down the street with her box of stuff from her cubicle, and then her friend just passes out. Like drops, drops out. Like she looks. She's she's caught. Like Halle Berry's attention is caught by this necklace in like a store window, and mm. they're walking out, and they're so proud. Like she's so proud that she, you know, like told her boss off yes. or whatever yeah. but now but she's fired now mind you like amanda said halle berry's looking at that necklace it's big diamond necklace it's beautiful huge it's shiny. beautiful go ahead and then um her friend sally just kind of drops like faints and then it pans to them in the hospital and her friend sally looks fine like throughout the whole movie she never really looks sick she's been putting on this awesome but she's like in the hospital cream. and um Anyway, she's like, oh, I don't know why I'm here, but, you know, they're going to keep me for tests and observations. She's real upbeat about it, too. It's really super upbeat and talking about hot doctors and things like that. But then um, later on, you find out that she's been 
She's been dipping on the cream. Yep. Yep. Uh, so, putting it uh, on. Yeah, I'll put cream on your face. Uh, so she goes and uh, let's see what's next here. Hold on. BFF. Take the facial cream walking down the street. Uh, next. Oh, gosh. This is my favorite part of the entire movie. Is this Cat Lady's house? Okay, so her friend drops dead in the is that street. Where you're going? Are you they going take to her Cat to the Lady's hospital. House? They wheel her away. No, no, not we're not at Cat Lady's house yet. Because <gasps> that's my they favorite wheel part. Her, they wheel her away to um <laughs> to the hospital uh, into the hospital. You know you're gonna be fine. Next thing you know, it segues to uh Benjamin Bratt, the cop. What's what his name was? Ted. Tom. Uh, Tom. Tom. Tom, he's talking to a group of kids in a school, and there's like 50 kids in this like a little classroom. Yeah, and you don't know who they are. Hey, you kids, you gotta, you gotta try to reach for success. Because if you're gonna be a policeman like me someday, you gotta be number one, and you gotta be awesome in your studies. You gotta be awesome at everything you do. Because you know what we need to do right now, guys? Let's go shoot some hoops! And he throws a basketball. Really weird. Like it's like the most nonsensical speech you've ever. You just heard. don't know why he's there. He's and a police like, officer. Well, he's a cop, and he's giving him positive. They they're all probably on PCP or something. And he's giving him oh he's giving him a pep <laughs> talk. Children <laughs> of all of all races. I mean, just they're. It's very specific of all races. Uh, and the universal thing for all races is basketball. So he let's go shoot some hoops. And he says that, and they're all like, yeah, hoops. And then in the corner of his eye, he catches. She's there. She, there she is. Patience. And, and we both said, how did you know? How did she know he was there? Like, it made no sense. Anyway, she like, I called down the precinct and they said you were here, you I know. I brought you this coffee. Here's a, here's a, here's a, a frappe from, from the uh, coffee shop. She stood him up. And it says, sorry on it, because she stood him up for a date. Is well, that right? Well, she no, stood no. him up because she died. She died, and then she took out of there early. Yeah, that yeah, one day. yeah. Anyway, so he's like, well, you want to come outside and shoot some hoops with us? And this most obligatory, like, Hollywood nonsense scene. And she's like, yeah, I do. Uh, yeah, I do. And remember now, folks, she's got uh, nine lives, cat size, and can dunk all throughout the she place She has now. cat-like reflexes. So hit the street. Uh, what did I say? I said booty bumping music. And the kids are all, yeah. Basketball, yeah. Sports, yeah. Like literally, is what it's like. It's so generic, and they're all like, "Yeah, we're happy. We're not in school. We're supposed to be in school. We're playing hoops." And we have and this they, one basketball. Yeah, one basketball. And there are fifty of us. And they're all play. surrounded. And what, it, what? She and he start playing, one and on then one. One, of the, one of the kids goes one on one, one on one, and then before you know it, all hundred thousand kids are out there are yelling one on one. One on one, and it's like the dumbest thing you've ever seen. And it goes from one on one in front of children with their dribbling and looking horrible doing it to them grinding sort of on each other. <laughs> and it's like the weirdest, like, why? Why? She Get does the children she, they, off the premises. They literally, in this whole scene, <laughs> they literally shoot two total baskets. He shoots one, misses one. She gets a rebound. She takes it out behind it's the key. It's just dribbling and groping. Then she does the old uh, Twilight, you know, the first Twilight movie harness scene and zips up and it's not even a good looking dunk either. No, it's not. <laughs> it's bad. She's in the air for and, at least and a she minute. Just, like Teen Wolf like throws oh. the ball at the rim and it's not even a slam like where she's grabbing on the rim, which would have been 
Fine. She must be that unathletic. It would have anyway. been better if she would have like sailed into the hoop like the basketball <laughs> and came out of it. I think, up and uh, arcing and through it. Like with her cat-like reflexes, I think it could be debated she, that she might, because she's small. One, she you could find out have, later, she does some crazy she, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Well, she's a super tiny person anyway, so it's almost like it would have been better had she had projected like the ball through the hoop <laughs> and then ended like in a cat stance. Well, cats can curl up in a ball. They can. When they're asleep, they kind of curl up. cats land she on their feet. She could easily have turned into like Samus Aris on Metroid and just whoo, down into the goal. Anyway. They all would have been like, Whoa. They all were anyway. And they're all saying, one-on-one, one-on-one. And the problem was that these two are thinking a different type of one-on-one in this moment. They were. Because they're just like, yeah, uh, yeah. And like, it's the weirdest, dumbest scene ever. And those poor so, children. Go on YouTube. I, this has got to be on there. Basketball scene from Catwoman. It's the dumbest. It's one of the dumbest Hollywood scenes I've ever seen in my whole life. And those poor children and have so much clapping false clapping and hope. smiling and just, this is great. Well, they see like a five-foot four three woman dunk a basketball when they're probably like four eleven and that's five cool foot. and I'm they're trying for, to for and them right but she does it Jack. once it's false hope though. and the rest of the time they're, they're rubbing cats, up like on each is. other <laughs> like it's the weirdest it's just weird it's a it's a weird thing anyway so they're they're great everything's great it's a lot of um, foreshadowing there the next thing everything's great it's awesome uh Segway to her apartment. He is not there. So not that segue, not yet. And uh, she's trying to get some sleep. Earlier in the movie, we didn't say this, when she was a dork and uh, uh, just a, a art artist for that company, uh, she, her neighbor, she lives in a bad part of the town, and her neighbors were these people that are over there cranking out rock music. And you know what song it was? It was uh, <laughs> Crawling in the Dark by Hoobastank. Which made me laugh so much. It was crawling in the dark and they had it cranked up. She's like, hey, can you turn your music down? No, she's not even talking that loud. She's like, hey, hey, can you turn your music down? And they're like not even seeing her. And then she just shuts the window. Hi, sad face, Debbie Downer. Because as, as, I almost said Selena Kyle, as Patience Phillips, she is a ghost. No one pays attention to her. her hair's like all in her face. But now she is a woman. She's a woman with substance and she has got an attitude on her. And she goes, hey. Turn the music down! And then one guy has long hair, he's a rock, rock looking white guy, he's like, fat chance! And then she's like, no, you didn't. And then she shuts the window wah, and then wah. walks downstairs, Catwoman, with her. I'm just saying, when she walks, she saunters. What do you call that? It's a saunter. Like her it's hips a, are flying it's everywhere. It's a shoulder. It's like, yeah. this, it's like this shoulder, shoulder, hip, hip, weird thing that only. Halle Berry can do as Catwoman. And she saunters downstairs and she knocks on the door. She's like, and that same guy comes to the door. And there's a ton of people in this house. I'm not sure why. It looked, it looked like a bar on the inside. Yeah. Like, it, it, I it think really it was, even had the sign bar. Maybe it was a bar. It's like Jesse Pinkman's house on Breaking Bad. I don't know if you, you never, you never watched that with me, did you? Well, you wouldn't parts. commit to doing that. Parts. Anyway, his house, whenever he, he goes off the rails <laughs> at one point and his house is just like nonstop party, like 24 hours a day. It's really weird. This is what this looked like to me. Yeah, it was. And so she knocks on the door Dark, and she's like, shadowy hey, figures. could you just turn the music down just a little bit? And he's like, just a And shuts the door in her face. And then she's like, no, you didn't. And she's in her PJs too. And she kicks the door. But if you watch it back, it she doesn't make any kicking move. And it's like the door just falls over and she's just like standing there. And it looks so weird. She's surfing the door. She comes in. 
Number one, let, let's just talk about crime here. She breaks down a neighbor's door. <laughs> she comes in, jumps in the air, and then lands on this guy and just beats the holy high crap out of him. And then she takes that. Well, oh, it was a they bar. They have a wet bar in this apartment with a you know a wet bar with a like a uh, soda a soda, soda squirter a soda uh, bar type thing. She rips it out, and what's it become? A whip. Yeah. And she whips, yeah, she whips this guy across the face once. Before she shoots like the soda water into oh, the speakers. She, he's, she, he, she's like, are you going to turn the music down now? He's like, why don't you get out of my apartment? Which is a good point. Which is Wall- a really good point. Waluigi, everybody. Yeah. Which is a really good point. Is that what I sounded like? A little bit. Hey, get out of my apartment. Um, so, so anyway... So he's like, fat chance I can do that. She sprays soda into the speakers, like dead square into the subwoofer to the speakers. Okay, It's like a gremlin. You can't feed those things. Yeah. And it sparks up and dies. Yep, one of them dead. dies. And she, he, he, she, she does it to the other one. And then she's like, what's he say? She's like, I like it quiet. So keep it quiet. And they're all silent. This is the sound of silence. Anyway, so that really was a blow off point. But I, I wanted to point out that she's breaking entering. And Yeah. All right. So vandalism. Um, Next thing we know, she gets back to her apartment, and she's not ready to sleep now because she's been up all night, you know, scratching that cat post, getting, you know, Ooh. getting ready to roll out that Ooh. bed. Ooh, that was bad, And so she's up all night beating up, beating up her neighbors. I just said that. She's up all night. You can mute that out later. Um, okay. She's up all night uh, beating up her neighbors. So she gets back to her apartment, and so she decides, she decides... I'm going to go and use this leather suit that I have in my closet. Right, that my friend Sally gave and me. Remember that big fat diamond I saw with me and my friend before she passed out and I thought she might have died, but then I just left her there like five seconds later? Yeah, I was too concerned about the beautiful necklace. I'm going to go take that diamond. I don't have a job, so I've got to have something, right? So she goes, stops a burglar of two other burglars that are there, hilarious, beats them up, takes the diamonds. Um, they, the other robbers are left there. And they describe a person like a cat jumping around in a black leather suit. Mind you, her boyfriend shows up at the crime scene, hears this, vaguely starts to put two and two together there. You know, my girlfriend was just jumping off of a wall and slam dunking a basketball. Yeah. While in between us uh, grinding and stuff. He's putting the clues together like Bella puts the clues together in Twilight. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And so, and, well, and so he's starting. He's starting to do that. Um, so the wheels start to spin there. Patience starts to research cats. She goes back to her apartment, gets on Netscape because it's 2004. She types in cats hunt and peck cats dot woman in the I, again Lyco search or Excite or whatever she was using, and it comes Epsco up. Host. And it tells what it tells what comes up, Amanda. Um. Well, lots of different things, right? Um, witch. Yes. Devil. Much like what though? Cat. Vampire. No. Just like, really. Be- just like Bella. Whenever just she like would Be- return. Yeah, yeah, just like Bella. Like this is a say it out loud moment. And it's really weird that. Yeah. That's and I guess maybe if you research the internet in a movie, maybe that's the only way you can really project your finding out information. Does that make sense? Well, it's like, like uh, the processing is, oh, I'm, of information. I'm, I'm, look, I'm finding info. I'm you know. I think if you get I'm a, a smart human, I can infer yeah. highlighted words right. on on a screen, and then like <sighs> like super close camera on mm-hmm. face mm, thinking, and then so that's what you had here, and it had all kinds of stuff. So um, 
<laughs> she uh, hold on. She 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 finds out about these cats. Are you going to the cat lady? The, well, Are we going to the cat lady? First of all. <laughs> I'm waiting on the cat like Midnight Jack. Shadow. What's Midnight. the cat's name? Midnight, Midnight. R- rolls in to her apartment. Just kind of she picks up Midnight. Midnight has a little collar on. She pulls it out. It has a, like a little fortune cookie piece of paper in it that has the address for this cat in it. Yes. Tell us about the cat lady. Not cat woman. The cat, cat lady. lady. So she goes to cat lady's house and she's like whose address was on the collar right right what was her name i think her last name was something powers uh probably cat's powers i don't <laughs> cat, who knows cat powers we're not told it, it, she, she turns powers. out to be the obi-wan of this story yes she she's is. got the information she pushes the story along with this ancient information she is to the, smarten you up because there would be no one else to tell us about any of this crap right. if she is she the, didn't tell us. she is the the piece of the puzzle that is missing at this point for patience so she goes in and she has midnight in her hands and she's like i believe this cat belongs to you and she's like midnight you found your way home and she's really a, and she's, this is the first time you brought a friend you haven't done this in a long time or something like that oh that is true so she comes in and then all of these cats just start like coming out of the woodwork towards patience and she's a little wigged out like anyone but would they don't be. really reveal the whole thing yet no not yet and so she comes in and um the cat lady's like please 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 sit down and blah 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 and like you can tell that cat lady senses are up because cat woman cat lady oh. cat lady oh, senses she knows are up. up like she knows something's up and that this person is important and um Halle Berry's just trying to get the heck out of Dodge because she can tell she's kind of weirded out by it all and then um they they sit down and then cat lady opens this box and holds up none other than catnip and Halle Berry goes crazy, <laughs> goes crazy, Honestly, like a cat. It's the most. Starts, it's so bizarre. Like she starts rubbing her face on the little like circle thing of catnip and then like licking and acting truly like a cat. And then she like loses control. She doesn't know what's going on. And then she finally realizes what she's done, doing. And she's like, oh, my God, I got to go. And then she beelines out she of Kelly's house. <laughs> but that was like the moment that Cat Lady knew that she that Halle Berry was chosen to be Catwoman. Yeah, and there'll be that was the a nice moment. little as a little uh, foreshadowing of what was to come. Um, cat Lady, it was perfect. It was my favorite part of the movie, the catnip thing, because it was atrocious. So she gets back to her apartment and realizes that she needs to seek vengeance on the people that killed her. She comes to realization. She's in denial. She she shows up at Hadare. Hadare Beauty and Beauty Design. And she it's at nighttime, of course. She shows up. She has a new outfit on. And it I'm not sure what dominatrix shop she got this from, but I'm telling you, I'm not I'm not embellishing on this, folks. It is le- a leather brassiere. I don't really know if it's a brassiere. I, I, I'm just saying there's, there's not no, there's no much back support there. there. We have went from her wearing, like, her covering up every piece of skin on her body in the first part of the movie. Now she's just walking on the streets, showing off her upper torso basically, except for her her breasts. 
I mean, like parts of it's covered. The important well, I'm parts, saying, I guess. Except, I except, except for that. Right. She has leather pants on. There's though, just for no effect. support there in the back part. Like I don't know how things no. are working, but yeah. they're, they're they're working. Uh, so she shows up. <laughs> She, um, oh, she finds the guy that shot at her and then hit the switch. And he's like, she's like, you tell me, why'd you try to kill me? Well, we didn't want to, we didn't want you to tell anybody about Buline and how it makes people into freaking crazy, scarred up faced people. And she's like, fine. And then she grabs his tongue and goes, cat got your tongue. And then she kills him. Lots of, lots she of, killed him. Yeah. Lots and of, she killed him. Lots of cat puns. She doesn't care. She'll kill you. So, um, meanwhile, uh, the uh, we're at the, the we're at the police station, and it's another scene where uh, Benjamin Bratt, or Ted, Tom, Tom, boyfriend, Tom, 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 Tom Cat, <laughs> where Tom, <laughs> where Tom starts to piece things together, and he's he's formulating. Well, let's see, uh, there was a cat walking around. She was trying to save a cat. Uh, she's jumping around everywhere. So is Catwoman, and it's just another scene where there's information. She she starts getting these little pieces of memory back. Like when she goes to um, the the one guy that she... I don't remember her killing him, but I guess she did. They um, say that they, they say it next day. Sharon Stone and the gang are talking about it. Well, not the gang, but Sharon Stone and one, the other guy are talking about it. And they're like, she just killed him. She killed whatever the guy but that was. But that was, that was Sharon Stone framing her, I think. Maybe who knows? So anyway, that's not no, not that that not that part. So anyway, You're skipping ahead. Sorry, sorry, my bad. I dare. <laughs> Brought to you by Beeline. Beeline. Um. So she starts piecing memories back, and then she ends up somehow, somehow like breaking into Hadare's home, and runs into none other than Sharon Stone and Sharon Stone and her like have this kind of altercation at first. And then, um, she's patience is trying to tell her why she's trying to hunt Hadare down and, and you skipped the Ferris wheel part. Oh, did I skip the Ferris wheel? Yeah. Part? Uh, they go on a date. I was trying to say that earlier, but then I was just, I was being a good husband and letting you Aww, do your thing. That was good. Um, you didn't shush me. <laughs> Have I ever shushed you? Um, okay, so maybe. So boyfriend Phil. Uh, boy, boyfriend though. <laughs> oh, here's what happens. He's putting pieces together, but then he realizes that he has a sorry from her before the cat death incident, and, and which he somehow knows about. And then, if, uh, and then he has a sorry from a bag that the let she left at the crime scene. Yeah, because she stole all those jewels <laughs> and said sorry. And then he matches up the sorries on and, the bag and said sorry. And the the handwriting expert. Says, well, this sorry is from a lonesome person. This sorry is a lot like that one, but she's confident and and completely in control <laughs> and wild too. You like, gotta watch out for this one. Dumbest ever. She's like a wild cat. He says, and he says, if you put the, both these two women in the same room, watch out. And it's, like, it's really dumb. So then that makes boyfriend think, you know, she can't be Catwoman. So what's he do? He invites her to the fair that's in the city. Okay, they get on the Ferris wheel. It stops at the top, comes to a rub, rub stuff. He goes, looks like we'll be up here for a while. And they start to lean in to kiss. There's leaning. And then the Ferris wheel starts to break apart and smoke. And so Gears he, are he climbs out of the cart of the Ferris wheel and saves somebody. No, goes down and tries to fix the Ferris wheel. He's trying to fix the Ferris wheel, which is kind of funny because like the gears are literally like going in different directions. And I don't know how you would... 
I don't, I mean, I'm not a mechanic or yeah, I, just, I don't know how machines work like that, but it looked kind of irreparable. Yeah, it's just shaking. It's like, that's like the worst. It's like carnival rides. It didn't look like an old school greased up carnival ride. Yeah. And it's like, that's why you don't ride those things, folks. She sees the, there's a little kid that's below them in another, um, cart. What? I don't know. I guess it is a cart. What is that? that was it Ferris a cart? wheel seat? Ferris wheel. Cart? Cart. Let's say car. <laughs> um, so like car at the Ferris same car. car at the same time that the gears are like busting apart. Oh, conveniently, this Ferris wheel car is also busting apart. So she sees that and then she reacts and like does her cat skills and gets down and saves the little kid. And she's like dangling with one arm on the side of the <laughs> Ferris wheel, holding the other kid like in. And no one really her sees arm. her do this because. It, anyway, so she saves him. The detective goes, I don't know. I don't know how you did that. It was awesome. High five. We're great. And so then that night, go ahead and tell us about her breaking into uh, Mrs. Hadair's house. Yeah. So I won't say all of that again. You can. But uh, oh, that's that's patient of you. It is. So (laughs) (laughs) that is uh, patience, um, altercation, Sharon Stone. And um, she finally is like, where's your husband? Because I'm I'm going to I'm going to get him back because all of these things about how she tried to kill. I found out that it's his fault. Right. And that he's trying to do something like because the memory came back of her overhearing the thing about the bue line. Yeah. And um, she's like, well, He's at this location in this place, and if you get him, you know, you need to get him for me and all of this. And then she, Sharon Stone, proceeds to give um, Patience a phone yeah. and says... She goes, get a hold of me whenever you f- kill him. Right. And so there now is this, like, phone... Which is a Nokia, by the way. Yeah, and it says, like, Nokia yeah. illuminated with Sharon Stone's face on it. But it's, like, obviously one of those, like, cell phones that you would get at... A Walmart. Oh, but back then this like, was a high dollar phone. Yeah. 2004. This but was it has, you know, like the Nokia. I mean, it's everywhere. Oh, yeah. It's definitely product placement. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So she gives her this phone, which is hilarious. Call me anytime. Catwoman is trusting. Uh, <clears throat> so she goes to. Um, she doesn't know at the time, though, that it's patience. Like, I will say that. She doesn't know Catwoman's identity. She says the boyfriend is at, her husband is at the ballet with. Like Circus Soleil. Yeah, it looks like Circus Soleil, except they're just on bungees. And if you watch the actors, of the act, around. they're just like bouncing hop, in the background. Hop, so hop, stupid. Hop, um, and <laughs> so dumb. And so he's there with the new model, the new face of Hader. You lied. Um, and so they're sitting in this private box. She leaves, the girlfriend, and... Here comes Catwoman. Oh, it's a pretty nice night for a show. And he's like, oh, sucker in blue, how do you get in here? And then and then she's like, uh, I might have just uh, scratched your face. And she scratches his face oh and just scratches his face. And he's like, oh, what? How my are you doing that? face. Oh, my face. Uh, and so then he, uh, she proceeds to then try to escape. Boyfriend and the rest of the cops show up. Uh, meaning boyfriend, uh, can I just pause? Benjamin Bratt shows we just, up. Can we pause? Yeah. I just have to say that his accent sounds nothing like that, Jack. <laughs> like, I, I think it's pretty spot on French guy. It sounds nothing like that. And that actor's probably actually uh, British. He's probably actually not French, but I didn't really feel like he had much of an accent at all in well, the movie. Well, I'm trying to I'm trying to I'm trying I'm trying to do some voice acting here. <laughs> oh so people listening, driving in their cars, okay? Driving in their cars. Yeah, but can, all- can understand. 
they can delineate between the characters. I'm thinking by 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 episode 100 of this, my plan is to me just voice act the entire movie oh back gosh. to you to everybody. <laughs> I think it'd be fun. I think I might just start doing that. Then. Oh, well, you could, but the only thing I can see now is like Waluigi in hey. my head or Luigi. Oh, I'm a bit of a bad. <laughs> with a mustache. So, like, all I can see is mustache right now. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh my gosh. So, um, now uh, her new boyfriend, the cop, <laughs> shows up and they have to have a big fight. And there's some puns, some cat puns back and forth. It's really dumb. Uh, she. Uh, I really thought she was going to hurt him. Though. Well, he falls off this thing. She grabs him, saves him. Uh, there's a couple of times where he handcuffs her, and she is able to slip out of the handcuffs. She has full-on awesome powers now because she jumps out of that private box thing that they were in onto the stage, climbs up the... Um, the rafters. Climb, like, well, up she, to the she rafters. climbs up the curtain of the stage, like fast up the curtain of the stage. Like it's like up... like. Like she's running on the ground, but up the wall on a curtain and is out of there. And she escapes. Okay. We do find out later. Okay. We find out, we, we find out, um, husband is back at, um, Hader Manor and saying, she told me that she told me all these things about the cream and she, how does she know about these things? And then we find out that Sharon Stone's face is solidified over time. And it's like... She's worn that cream so much. She's put that cream on. And she's basically stone. So she has powers. But her power is... She's basically... Her skin's just impervious to everything. Her name, folks, in real life is Sharon Stone. Let's just call her... Her villain name will be Sharon Stone. It's well, perfect. it's a classic case of art imitating life. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And so, um, so anyway, she then... <laughs> uh, are we to the point where... She finds out her. When does she find out that about? When does she go back to Cat Lady? No, uh, we're not to that point yet. She's embraced her powers at some point. She has embraced her powers. She goes back to Cat Lady around this time and um, finds out all about uh, how cats are. These cats are guardians. She is just one of a mini line of cat women. Okay. Yes. This is just something Over that time. happens. We have these cat women. Not really any reason. There's no rhyme or reason. No, but not to protect the city. Not because you have the powers that we that the, these cats believe uh, should be imbued. It's almost like she's a chosen one. She's a chosen one of but, the times. But for you know, burglarizing and doing whatever you want. Right. She can be good. She can be bad. She's independent, folks. She's an independent cat. She's an independent woman walking around y'all. the city. Yeah. Uh, goes back to cat lady's house. That's where I put. Um, and then uh, we find out all about that. Uh, we find out Sharon Stone's got impervious skin. Uh, okay, we have her and her boyfriend now. Okay. Uh, her and her boyfriend, uh, Benjamin Bratt, Tom, Tomcat, and Catwoman go on a date. And uh, that'll, be their, that'll be their celebrity name, Tomcat. Tomcat. And uh, they go on a date. And I'm just saying, folks. The fur flies. Now you don't see anything, but the fur flies in this in this part, and they end up apparently, you know, having what, some Jack? having some smooches on some whiskers. And yep, gonna have to delete that out too, oh my Phil. Gosh. And uh, so, this is so bad. So well, you know. Anyway, so um, she falls asleep, takes a cat nap, and then uh, <laughs> he's walking in her apartment, and he steps on something, and it's a her, jewel. It's a diamond claw. It's one of her diamond claws. 
And obviously then he knows. He leaves, completely leaves. Because he knows. Sharon Stone then, uh, uh, Halle Berry wakes up from her catnap and goes, <laughs> and in cat talk, that's Tom, Tom. And so um, wakes up and, oh, he's not there. What rings? Ring. What's the Nokia phone? Whatever the Nokia tone oh, used man, to be. Oh, man, I wish I had it. Yeah. Uh, so the, it. the Nokia, yeah, you don't have to. Um, Nokia tone rings to. and Sharon Stone's face, uh, Pops up on the phone. She answers it, and she's like, "Come over here. I've got some evidence. You need to see my husband. Uh, uh, you know that, that'll frame my husband. Uh, come over here." So she, of course, don't dones her uh, Catwoman outfit and jumps over the fence into Hadare Manor, and uh, then she shows up. The uh, Frenchman, Wee Wee, is dead. Oh my gosh! He's dead. He has a big claw up his face. He's all bloodied up. She's like, he tried to attack me. And then, and then Catwoman's like, what happened to him? I, I, and she's like, what have you done? What have you done? And she's like, it's not what I've done. And then she throws this gun at Catwoman. Like, just chunks it out. And she catches it. Now, mind you, Catwoman's outfit has these big gauntlets that are gloves. She doesn't have fingerprints. And now you're holding the murder weapon. It's, it's a like, trap! Ah! So then... And then she's like, <gasps> yeah, my husband! My husband! And she hits the alarm button on her phone. Now, in perfect Hollywood timing, she hits the alarm button on her phone. All the lights in her house come flying on. And literally, a half a second later, the cops are running into the room! What? Like, it's the worst It's take. like she, well, the, the house that she lives in is very, like, reminiscent to the white, the way the White House looks. That's what I thought. Oh, yeah, it's Because huge. it's, like, it's yeah. huge, yeah. but it almost looks like they have panned but, the White House and, yeah. as their house. But these are not security detail for this house. These are policemen that show up here. Right. It's so weird. Boyfriend, too, right? That's uh, Sharon Stone calling you. Um, she's so, she's calling you. So um, <laughs> that's the first. Uh, <laughs> so um, she she's running away. She um, take, gets out, gets out of her cat suit and into an Adidas track outfit and is walking through Times Square. Apparently, she because, stole one of Sharon Stone's track suits. Because is that what it was? Yeah. And then and then on the, the on the big digital she's sign the cat in burglar. Gotham Square or whatever town they live in, uh, Bloodhaven. Let's say it's Bloodhaven. Um, there's a <clears throat> sign that says. Catwoman kills again, and it shows the Meryl of Vengeance dead face on the on the uh, with cat scratches. Yeah, with cat scratches. Uh, and so she gets back to her apartment, okay, her lair, and who is there? Her boyfriend is waiting in her apartment to arrest her. She know what she says? Arrest me. It's fine. I love you. I I don't want to take this. He's like he's. I know he's you like take, yeah. <laughs> you could escape, and I know that you would like outpower me or something like that. And she's crying, and she's like, but I won't. She allows herself to be handcuffed and taken to the precinct. He, of course, uh, does the questioning uh, because these are the only people that matter in the whole world. He's crying. She's crying. He's really not crying. He's he's uh, trying to. He's like all the evidence points to you. I'm not sure what to do. You're just gonna have to stay in jail. So they take her to jail, and then the uh, jailer, of course, goes, "Now you be a good kitty." And then she, what she do through the bars? Well, midnight comes. Like oh, before and before this, I'm saying these cat puns are labeled oh, throughout the movie. He puts her in jail. I don't remember. Shuts the shuts the door. And he goes, "You be a good kitty now." And she goes, 
Oh, she hisses. She hisses and purrs quite a bit. Yes, she does. Well, I, isn't that there was a, well the, the the boyfriend the boyfriend end of the date scene. I didn't want to talk about that, but there was yeah. Anyway, so um, you might have to delete that too. Um, so a little bit. So probably she's in jail, and then who shows up? Midnight. I call him Shadow, but you call him Midnight. Midnight. Tell us about Midnight showing up. So Midnight shows up, and then I I think I might have like blanked out at that moment, but somehow Midnight shows up, and I don't know, gives her courage or strength or whatever, and then she like scales out of the bars. Like she, her tiny body fits through the... This is when she says the classic <clears throat> lines of, she gr- takes Midnight's face and looks directly at <gasps> his little cat that's face. That's right, that's right. This is when that happens. And she says... You, you say it. Midnight, this is about more than just you and me now. Because we all thought that this was all about you and Midnight, crazy. Didn't, like, right? The whole mid- it was centered around Midnight. Ugh. Did he breathe life force into her again? He just looked at her and he, <laughs> he took her place in jail. They rubbed um, whiskers. <laughs> she slim. She shimmies out of the bars. She gets yeah. real skinny and then shimmies out of the bars. Um, goes in between them. He goes in between them. No uh, problem. Hides out through the precinct. Escapes. Jumps out like a fourteen-story window. Lands on her feet. Because she's a cat. Yes. <laughs> and she almost gets hit. She gets hit in the butt. No lie. She lands and then right behind her and nudges her butt. What and is it's just it? like a boom. What kind of car is it? It's a Jaguar. Perfect. And then she pets the Jaguar mm-hmm. and like... Product placement. Like purrs at the Jaguar. We've had Nokia. we had Jaguar. Yeah. What was the other thing we mentioned? Hadair. Hadair. Buline by her dare. May cause rash. <laughs> also, Waluigi. Hey, I'm a face. <laughs> uh, so, uh, so she feels that Sharon Stone has a press conference for Buline. Her husband's now dead, who was the face of Buline. Obviously, now the model that She's they the replaced face of her. Buline. Well, now the model that had replaced Sharon Stone's out of the picture. And Sharon Stone, of course, has an evil, you know, e- evil. You know, villain press conference. Buline must go on. My husband would want it that way. And so, and they, so then they show the, sh- the trucks are shipping out the the cream that's going to turn everyone into uh, zombie. Eventually, into not zombies, but like scarred up. Well, people. they have to continue wearing it. That's the thing. Like, if, if you don't wear it, if you don't wear it, then you turn into Scarface. But you don't know that. People but don't know that when they're buying it. But she somehow knew it. But but it's the dumbest product ever because it would break their face out into rotting flesh-looking face, and then they'd be like, "We're gonna go ahead and sue you now for this horrible product." It's a really thin uh, plot here, folks. Sorry. So Catwoman goes to the uh, factory, um, and in the factory, in the office of the factory, Sharon Stone is being questioned by. Uh, Tom Cat. Tom Cat. And so Tom Cat's like, now, just starting to put two and two together here, and things don't really add up, uh, Sharon Stoneface. And listen. Gosh. You listen to me. You listen to me, kid. I don't think you're, uh, you know, on the up and up. And she's like, what do you mean I'm not on the up and up? And then he's like, I think we should make a deal, which is kind of weird. I don't understand where he's going with this. He's trying to get her to admit something. That's what he is. Let's make a deal about this. And she's like, It's interrogation kind of 101. What kind of deal did you have in mind? And he's like, I don't know. Uh, 
I won't rat you out if you won't blah, blah. She's like, that sounds like a good idea. And he's like, you just admitted to it. Now you're coming with me. I'm going to handcuff you. You're going to jail. And then she's got stone face powers. And then she ends up. Uh, she's like basically. Oh. Into, uh, she uh, she like proclaims herself that she's basically indestructible. Yeah. And then she, because but, this cream has like yeah. made her. Yeah. Over years of using this, I can't. I can't be stopped. Right. She ends up brandishing a gun from where, I'm not sure, because she has the tightest outfit on, you can imagine. Not sure where she was hiding this gun. Right, and like the top part of her outfit, I don't even think, like, it was like some sort of halter top with no back. Yeah, so I'm just wondering. It was like spandex tight. Yeah, so I'm not sure. So she pulls this gun out and just, she just hold up and just shoots him. Yeah, she's and, not messing around. But she's and she's getting ready to finish him off. She shot him in the shoulder because that's what we do, and we don't want to kill off one of the main characters. And she's about to shoot him, and what comes? What comes and wraps around the gun? A whip. Whipmaster Bill Bill Murray comes in. And um, Indiana, not so fast. Cat got your gun. That's what she. She didn't say that. But she you can imagine. Um, <laughs> And so uh, they end up having to fight, 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 fight. It's a good fight too. Yeah. From a from a standpoint of it's Sharon Stone may be of that last cat one because she just you can't hurt her. What's the um, character? I don't know if it's DC or Marvel, but what's the character that like? Is it Hulk? Like the more that you fight him, oh. the stronger. Yeah, that's what Hulk when he was initially when Stanley created him. That's why people will say, you know, what if like. In different universes, but what if Superman and Hulk fought? People say, you know, Superman would have to do something very quickly because if he went too long, Hulk would eventually outlast him. Right, because like, and stronger. And he gets the madder that he goes, right? The stronger he gets, gets and he can outlast. Sharon Stone may have that power too. May. Her face may just get stonier and stoner and stonier. And eventually she may turn green. And Hulk up. Maybe. So they end up fighting. Uh, Big ending here. I don't know if you guys figured this out. Sharon Stone ends up falling. Like she ends up scratching her somewhat in the face, but she ends up falling. She scratches her a couple times, and and you don't really see the effect of it. Like, but Sharon Stone is like, she's like horrified that her face has been scratched. And then, and then like she, and then Catwoman reveals who she is. I'm Patience Phillips. Dun dun dun. Yep. And you do this to really, me. You caused all this. Yeah, yeah. It was really anticlimactic, honestly, and then, whenever she and then revealed she herself. And then she falls, like, stories and the... stories and stories to her death. Which, when she was falling, like, she was, like, Wait, rolling. She really started tossing. Like, she was really rolling through the air. It was really weird. It was really Legs weird were effect. flailing, so were arms. It yeah. was believable. And so, anyway, she fell to her death. High five. Um, Catwoman. Catwoman and... She um, won. Catwoman and... Uh, <laughs> Catwoman and her boyfriend, Tomcat, talk. And he's like, you know, if... Uh, Cat, if you ended up back in the cell, you know, before morning, no one would ever believe you, you'd be you'd be able to be set free because they think the cat woman did this. And if you were in your cell, then blah, 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 then you should get back there. Patience Phillips would go free. Patience Phillips would go free. Patience Phillips goes back to the cell. She goes free. They live happily ever after. Nuh-uh. Not so much. Nope. Skirt. Because she sends a a card. When I put thank you notes, she sends these thank you cards to Cat Lady. Thanks for the help, and then she sends one to him to Tomcat. I can't have someone like you in my life because I need to be able to run free. And so I guess she's gonna either steal or solve crime or. Well, she says in the she says in the end when she's like 
after she sends all the thank you notes out, she's like catwalking on top of the building, like into the moon or whatever. And um, she says, I'm not good. I can be good. I can be bad. But I know I'm independent and I have to be free. And nobody can tame me. <laughs> Catwoman. So that's Catwoman. Um, it is. It was quite a movie. It's it's worth watching because it's really bad, and it's really it's an hour and forty minutes long, which isn't too bad. So it kind of goes it by. Was, and that montage, that cat montage, that's including a cat montage that's like ten minutes long of these with cat, cat, cat pictures in the. Here's a cat. It's a cat. Guess what? Movies about cats. It's like, yeah. All right. So what were some good things about this movie, Amanda? You know what? Um, Benjamin Bratt's character. No, he's a good actor too. He's a good actor. Like, he probably... And Halle Berry's a good actor. Well, she is, but just not... The catnip part set her back a little bit. Ooh, that was bad. That was really bad. That was bad. That was like... She has to look on on that as like all-time... Well, I've got a quote from Halle Berry that's that's awesome. She has to look on that as like all-time low. But she did make... Did she make money? Did this movie make money? Well, she made money because they had to pay her an absorbent amount. 2004 is Halle Berry's wheelhouse at this point. And she's making buku bucks to do this movie. They, she was, they probably paid she her. She was storming they um, paid her fi- X-Men at this point, right? They paid her five to ten million. I guarantee you to do this movie. I guarantee you to do this movie. Oh, but that was... So Benjamin Bratt, he was he was good. You know, Sharon Stone, she's she all... She lived up to her billing. She, she was Sharon Stone in this she movie. She was Sharon Stone. Um, yeah. And the Frenchman... We wouldn't have a podcast without. Zachary blew my face. <laughs> hey there, Mulan. Hey there. All right. Uh, so um, I said goods were the CGI at times actually was pretty good. Like there were some good CGI parts in this movie. At parts. Yeah, at times. There was um, ca- there was cat CGI too. Yeah, which is really weird. Like they made the cat CGI when she was breathing in cat. life <laughs> life force. The cat. The cat. Um, outfits were unique. I will give them that. They were very unique at times. The music was actually okay at times too. Hey, not here, here and who was thinking this movie was? It made my was day. Was that your highlight? <laughs> made my day. Is that your highlight? My bads were this: no tie to Batman at all. No, it I mean, was... I, I, I don't think there's a point of having Catwoman if you don't at least have a thought that there's a Batman somewhere in this world. Like I, I it makes me what's wonder. What's the point? It, um, it makes It'd me like, wonder. Let's if have they... a Lois Lane movie without. Superman, Superman. Like, yeah. Who cares? It makes me wonder if they like eventually wanted to have some sort of. I have like, a background on that too. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah. They wanted to have a tie, but like because of production companies or whatever, they wouldn't allow them. Yeah. Studio stuff wouldn't allow them to have the tie-in. So then they had to make up, you know, Cat Lady and Magical <laughs> Guardian Caddies. Batman Forever came out in two in nineteen ninety five, and they had a script for this movie in nineteen ninety five. And from 1995 until 2000, probably three or whatever, whenever they wrapped the complete production on this movie, that thing changed hands like three or four times. And it was going to be tied into Batman. And it went from like, it was going to have, the first one was going to have, uh, Ashley Judd was going to play Catwoman. You had Nicole Kidman who was remembered to play Catwoman. I mean, you had all these random people. And it ended up falling to Halle Berry, which honestly, Halle Berry would. Be a great person to to play play that next to a Batman type scenario. That'd be great. Yeah, she but, she has the physique. Oh yeah, yeah, and yeah. she's already been in action movies. It's no big deal. Yeah, yeah. But 
the rest of this movie is just so horrible. Anyway, so that's why it slipped up and they didn't do it. No tie into Batman. I said um, this isn't Selena Kyle, so there is no tie into Bat- Batman. It makes no sense. Um, okay, uh, here's a little nugget before we uh, sign off here. Okay, Halle Berry was nominated in this movie for Worst Actress, Golden Raspberry Award. All right, the Razzies. She, and this is to her credit, she went to the Razzie Awards that year. She had won for Monsters Ball. Remember this movie, Monsters Ball? She, she won, won Best Actress, actress in, as, an, in, in as an Oscar. Oscar. Oh, wow. So yeah. in one hand, she has the Best Actress Award. This is at the Razzies. Like she brought the Oscar? She brought the Oscar. She went to the Razzies, accepted the award in person. In person for this movie for as Worst Actress. She has a Best Actress Oscar for Monsters Ball. Worst Actress for Catwoman. Here's her quote. And I won't say the full part because I'd have to mute. Maybe we have to bleep it out like everything else I've said this episode. She said this. First of all, I want to thank Warner Brothers. Thank you for putting me in a piece of beep. God awful movie. It was just what my career needed. Um, anyway, and it just really this movie just in general is just an excuse to kind of give her credit for going. I, to those. Yeah. I, it made it made me feel a lot better about it. Anyway, she overall, went to the Oscars that year and the Razzies and accepted. She, but the polar opposite. Those folks would not go awards. to the Razzies and accept. Who would go to that? No, but I mean, like she accepted literal polar opposite awards. Yeah. in a in a year's time. Pretty awesome, huh? Pretty awesome. Makes me kind of like her. You know what I would say to that? A sucker in blue. Is this an all-time low? Ah! Oh, it's me, Waluigi. Uh, Anyway, um, folks, Amanda, thank you so much for being on this podcast. Thanks for putting up with me doing this podcast um, because it's fun. I enjoy doing it. It brings you joy. uh, Phil and I truly enjoy getting together and doing it. It's a good time. And uh, I just feels asleep in the booth right now. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Um, uh, At any rate. It's good stuff. Amanda, thank you so much. You're welcome, Jack. All right. You're welcome. Uh, it is kind of weird sitting across from you at a table and staring directly at you while I talk. I know. Why would that be weird? We've been married for like 10 years. I don't know. I don't know. I don't mm. know. It's weird. Anyway, it's weird. It's all good. Whatever. Um, so, guys, thanks for downloading the Horrible Movie Podcast. Just Google us and tell your friends about us. Remember that just because it's from Hollywood, you know, that doesn't mean it's not horrible. And guess what? A sucker in blue! I am Waluigi every time on Mario Kart. Every single time. Why? Like I love him. Do you, I, I get the big the Harley like motorcycle thing, and yeah. he's just awesome. I don't know why. I just I've always liked that one. That that one, the motorcycle. The big motorcycle, Harley looking motorcycle, and uh, Waluigi, love it. Yeah, He's well, awesome. maybe. Hey, the man I was about to say you should uh, you should send out your own podcast as as the Frenchman as Waluigi, or some sort of other Italian slash I have good Spanish impressions. slash European I have good character. Overall, pretty good. Impressions. You do.